With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Talk Schemers podcast. My name is Simmer. Today I'm joined by Billy. Say hello Billy. Hello mate, how are you? I'm very well mate, how's yourself? I'm feeling a bit more positive as mad as it sounds to be honest with you. I'm feeling that is absolutely a mad. bit more positive. Yeah, can't wait to hear your reasons. <laughs> Paul, how are you doing mate? All good Simmer. I'm good, how are you? Very well mate, very well. We've got lots to talk about this weekend boys. Um, but before we do, we have to give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Manscaped. Uh, for twenty percent off and free shipping, um, Screamers twenty at the checkout will get you uh, all of that stuff. Okay, if you don't know what they sell, they sell stuff for your balls. Okay, they got shavers, they got creams and and oh, well, cream sounds as if it's a wee bit. No, they don't have creams. They have um... <laughs> they do. Well, it is kind of a cream. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really should do the ad reads, but um, I just it, it, I'm sure it's is somewhere on it. Just like improvise with funny story. There's my funny story. Yeah. Not about creams. I've never had to use a cream, of course. Um, they have they have loads of stuff. They got tonic for your balls. They got after after trimming sort of stuff to keep it all nice and fresh. Deodorant for your balls. You know, Billy uses that all the time. Notoriously smelly balls. Um, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but right, okay, that is it. Yeah, Screamers 20 at the checkout, 20% off and free shipping. Right, into the podcast. Where should we start, boys? We must start, surely, at get out of the way, the Manchester United um, Newcastle game. Ronaldo returns to the stage. He gets two goals. Um, the Jesse Lingard goal is probably actually the... Um, the best goal of the game. <laughs> did, you, did you not see the Bruno Fernandes one, though? No? Oh, the Bruno, yeah, the Bruno Fernandes one as well. Yeah, the 40 yard screamer. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's a team goal. I thought that as well. I thought it was a team goal to Jess Des- Lingard one. Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. It, it was nice like, play from Pogba for the past yeah, three as well. Yeah. Do you believe me about Bruno Fernandes yet, Billy? No, he's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die in that hole, won't you? <laughs> we just we're gonna have to see how he gets on with Ronaldo in the team. Now he's not like the now he's not the penalty taker and the main focus. Seem to do now, all right. Yeah, against well, the mighty Newcastle. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see. Let's not get let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, I think this game went uh, very much the the way that people would have expected it to go. 
Um, Newcastle weren't very good value for money. Um, ASM did actually do a, cu- a couple of things. He set up a couple of chances. Um, there, I think there was one where um, I think Joe Willick should have squared it, or it should have been squared to Joe <laughs> yeah. Willick. Um, but other than that, you know, it's just Manchester United very much in the driving seat. Uh, Paul, do you see Manchester United as proper title contenders now that they have uh, well, Mr. Ronaldo returned to the, the club? Thing, yeah, this is actually what makes it semi-exciting, doesn't it? And it, like, I wouldn't actually begrudge United do, having a title challenge just because it would just prove how good Ronaldo is. And uh, I don't think he could put like put it on anyone else. It would just be Ronaldo. And I guess they bought Varane as well. But yeah, no, it's really interesting um, to see what will happen. And then, of course, it's great that everyone is just like, they're amazing now, even though it's just like they beat Newcastle, who will potentially get relegated 4 1. God, um, it could happen. It could happen, really. You know, I think a lot of people just thought, like, they've got enough goals in them to stay up. They have Callum Wilson, but so did Bournemouth, yeah. didn't they? I mean, and he's not, not known for doing a full season, though, is he, Callum? It, it really does depend on his injuries. If he's out yeah. for, say, half the season, then yeah, they're really in the shit, but. It, if he can come back from this slight knock or whatever he's got, I can't remember why he wasn't in the team, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, if he comes back from that and starts firing for them, like he usual resumes kind of thing, um, then, yeah, I think they'll probably be okay in the end. Do you think Newcastle is one of the hardest teams to support in the country right now just because they're just in a horrible yeah. spot? They just have this parasite just leeching money off them. Yeah, because as a fan, you have to like something. Like, and they hate the owners, hate the manager, and it's very hard to like like the team when they're do- or not even like the team. But you know, what it's I mean? all on ASM, isn't it? He does like yeah. he's the entire PR right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what about should... Keo scoring the goal? Yeah, I was going to say I should I should mention the uh, the the breakaway goal was absolutely superb, picked up by uh, Miguel Almiron, who shows great pace, great technical to, to beat to beat the man, and then he does a superb pass over, uh, and then I think it's believe yeah, so it hits CSM, then it's on to Mike Hugh. But yeah, a, 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 a very um short short moment to enjoy in that match. Today, <laughs> very much in the way of Manchester United. I mean, it's a difficult time for Newcastle, isn't it? I mean, I really do think. They should be a wee bit worried, especially when there's a wee bit. You know, Bruce has came out and and, and said he not had enough money to spend. And then that's, that's the least, that's the thing with Steve Bruce. Statements. Though it's never it's never his fault, and I've been through it as well. Yeah, while he was a villain, man. He, it comes to a certain point where I mean, I say a certain point. He never takes responsibility for himself. It's always someone else's fault. And yeah, I, I do sympathise with Newcastle fans in that respect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like Lineker said, uh, Lineker, uh, Shearer said on Match of the Day, there's no ambition at the club at all. Oh, he, so, he nearly wrapped his tits in, didn't he? He just, <laughs> he just very much said, I am sick of it. <laughs> yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, you can't blame him, really. I mean, you, you kind of think if they did go down, it might actually be a good thing for them. Maybe the, the owner kind of disappears. They very much need a change of ownership. I think that's mm. the, the, the the most important thing that needs to happen in Newcastle. Um, in terms of Manchester United, I think this would be a make-or-break season for Ollie because he has zero excuses now to, to not yeah. win a trophy. Okay, He's very much going to be competing with the resources of the, any top-tier manager would, would you know very, like be happy with. Yeah. Um, if he's there's no longer the excuse of him in here to do a job 
or just the face fits. He has to go and win something now, I believe, with a squad. Because he's had everything he wants. He's got Varane, Jaden Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, if if he doesn't win something, it's very much it's very much on his head. Um mm. and I, I just I don't know if I rate him as a coach. If he goes on and actually makes something of this team, which he probably could do, um, then I might rate him, but if you don't win something with this you're not going to win anything. <laughs> you're not going to win anything with anybody. <laughs> the thing about Solskjaer is he doesn't seem to have the ego. Like, you know the way, like, you just named, like, fuckload of superstars, basically. And, like, with Mourinho in charge, you know you're always fighting with his ego as well. Yeah. But, like, it seems like, like, like as a player, Solskjaer happily, well, not happily, but he sat on the bench for... Yeah, he's very much that. his uh, career. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's... I, yeah, I don't really... Not that I don't rate him tactically, but I think all the other managers are better. Like, Tuchel and Klopp. Uh, definitely yeah. better managers, but he could be the manager to just kind of let them do whatever they want and but kind of keep them in line. Mm. The thing is, though, who who gets the credit for keeping him in line? Because there's already stories coming out of United. I think it was Lee Grant saying that players aren't going up for to get the apple crumble and custard at lunch and things like that anymore because of the presence of Ronaldo. <laughs> it's like oh the, the, look, I'm, a, I'm only repeating what's what's being said, but th- that's the effect that someone like Ronaldo can have. What do you know? What do you know? What it's it is what it is. I mean, he has to he has to do something this this season for me. If not, um, very much a, a failure. You cannot. Be, be winning nothing with that squad. Uh, we'll swiftly move on, though. I want to talk a little bit about Arsenal and Norwich. Arsenal got the first win of the season, and they come up from the bottom of the table. Um, Norwich, I think, are having a difficult old start today. Do, do you think Norwich will have a change in management this season, Paul? Because they didn't last time. They, they very much backed Farker and went down with them. And yeah. credit to them, they came back up. But yeah, certain point, but yeah, and you're thinking like the second time, you have to be more prepared. Um, but it's yeah. Having said that, they did like they've started with uh, Chelsea and City and Arsenal are traditionally a big team. Mm-hmm. So like it's a terrible yeah. start. But like at the same time, you can't be conceding. Like they have minus ten goal difference mm. from four games. Like that's just not even putting up a fight. So yeah, I'd imagine if if they're like I don't know, it's so hard to tell because if they're out of touch by December, they'll presumably sack him. But then like, what's the point? Mm. He's he knows the club. He could they're going to get, get a better up. coach than him. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, again, like. it's an interesting thing to think of because I don't really think they put themselves in a better spot by sacking them. I mean, exactly. did they just go down? It's all down to money, really. Like, you have yeah. to buy better players. He's probably a yeah, he's probably manager to do it. The thing for me with that game was the starting lineup, though, for Norwich. Mm-hmm. They made so many changes. And for, for me, I thought Norwich should be going into this kind of licking their lips, thinking that we can get Arsenal at a real, real vulnerable time. And I'm not sure whether it was through injuries or anything like that, but they took out Todd Campwell. They yeah. obviously made adjustments to the defence. They didn't have um, Rashica as well, who they brought in in the summer. Mm-hmm. It, it just seemed a bit weird for me. I don't know. I, I think if they'd have given it more of a go with Campwell and Rashica. It just seemed safe, if you know what I mean. Like, they mm. went out there just not to lose, to which didn't, work out, <laughs> didn't really work out for them in that yeah. respect. But, you know what I mean? It was it was just weird. I thought they could have really got Arsenal when they're vulnerable. Yeah, I thought Arsenal weren't, weren't too bad. Um, I think Norwich did a, a decent job of keeping it tight, but Arsenal very much a sort of dominant team. 
um, Aubameyang looked to be firing again. He's just he's just so so important to that Arsenal side. You just feel you get the feeling that if Aubameyang's not involved and not playing well, then then Arsenal are just absolutely nowhere. And do you know what? Like I feel like they're so far into this Arteta vision, they just need to lean into it. They just need yeah. to lean into it and and give it like a year or two and just see where they are. Um, it might be a case that it's just a long term build. And they get there, they get over the line in the end, and and become a sort of Champions League club, which is the goal for them. But I just... the fans are just so toxic, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, just yeah. they just they're, they're not an no easy time. fan base to please, are they? No, so they're, so, they're so used to being that the Arsenal of ten years ago, and they're not anymore. They're still obviously they're still a massive club, but they're they're not that they're not Arsenal Wenger's Arsenal. <laughs> Oh, no. it's just everything's changed, and but it's probably because of that that things have are so toxic with the fans. It's like you say they don't give them any time that they need it now, and I just can't see any conceivable way for them to have it now. I just don't. I just they, they can't turn over the players because everybody low balls Arsenal, um, and the players are on big wages. I think they just really need to lean into this Arteta and, and sort of trust in the youth because that is quite a youthful side is putting putting together. Yeah, um, yeah, when yeah. you when you remove a few players, um, I think he's made some some bad decisions. I think um, sending um, what was it to the the to league in, I think it was Saliba um, or Saliba yeah. who who got in the team of the week and was playing really well. Guendouzi, I feel, was a done deal. In terms of he's not he's not in the vision for Arsenal and he's mm. very much doesn't have any interest in playing for Arsenal. Um, but he's just waiting for a buy, and I think he, he could probably find himself at, at Marseille in a permanent. Um, given that he's settling in quite well there. Mm. The thing is with Arsenal though, they they need to be really careful into not becoming that team that Saka and Smith Rowe need to leave to progress their career, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if like they're, Grealish. Grealish. If they're going to be in this <laughs> for for the next two, three years, although they're still very young, it could get to a point, maybe a bit like Grealish, where they do need to leave to get Champions League football to, to be playing at the elite level, you know? Yeah. Did, 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 did right. those players get in the other sort of traditional top six sides, though? I mean, Saka, I think you can make an argument for him, sort of. I don't think he gets to the Chelsea side. I think he can maybe make it into the Spurs side, but obviously there's a derby element there. Not that I would ever stop a player these days. Um, I don't think he gets into Liverpool's side. I don't uh, know. I, I think he could be a replacement for Sterling at City. But yeah, then again, I mean, in a city. then again, City will probably just buy him so no one else has him. <laughs> it, it's getting to that point though with City. Like they, they will just buy players. All right, from Billy. Other teams. All right, Billy. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's tell, me, tell me I'm wrong though. <laughs> Moving it's back like... to the point. <laughs> well, I was watching the Arsenal game and Smith Rowe did something decent and Saka takes the shot and you're just like, oh, those lads probably shouldn't be playing for Arsenal or they won't be for very much longer. They'll yeah, like they'll go to someone better, I think. You see fantastic like, moments from them, Arsenal. don't you? Yeah, and exactly. and, and yeah. especially Saka, I think in, in, in an England shirt as well is, is extremely positive. You see mm. how versatile he is. Um, yeah. He struggles to get out. He, he likes that right side of the pitch, doesn't he? he likes playing on the right wing or cutting it's inside. Where he plays right. best, but Nick, in my opinion, Pepe out there, they're paid a fortune mm. and they're still paying his transfer fee. 
I don't know how, because if it was like it was, it was a couple of years ago, but yeah, I just I feel like that was such a poor move to buy Pepe. I don't know yeah, what yeah, you would do yeah. with a player like that, and he's just—I feel like he's just in the way of the way forward for Arsenal. I think Saka is just the way forward. They just need to lean into that um, on that right the, side. Cause... The thing is, though, Pepe is another one who at times can be. I don't a think good he was player. bad against Norwich. I don't think he was bad against Norwich, but it's just moments where he, he mm. just he's totally exposed to how one-footed he is, which means he always needs to cut in. Always, there's yeah. no that he can't he can't run down the line and put one in on his right. I just don't feel like he has that in his locker. So he's so easy to defend against. And every defender's already already moving to their sort of right-hand side mm. to stop him cutting inside. And, you know, occasionally he gets one off. And it's, he's, he's, he's obviously a powerful striker of the ball. But I just feel it's not... He doesn't have enough aspects to his game. I just don't think that's enough to get you into a top no. six side and nail down a forward starting position. No, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree, yeah. Fair one. Right, um... Let's go talk about... I want to leave Palace and Tottenham today because it was my, my favourite game for the weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, let's go to your beloved Villa. Uh, well, you went to the bridge, <laughs> didn't you, Billy? Yeah, Billy, and you didn't, have a, you didn't have a great old time there, did you? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the thing with this game that, that really annoyed me was the inconsistency of the Stuart Atwell, the referee. Um, you just need to read my tweets from the <laughs> from the yeah, past you few days. Happy, you? No, it's the thing is, I think I saw a stat saying that that showed that each team had eleven fouls, yet Villa got fourteen book uh, fourteen four bookings to fourteen bookings. <laughs> <laughs> Almost impossible that. <laughs> no, Villa had four bookings, whereas Chelsea only got one, and they were so inconsistent as well. It's like. Ming's got a book in, I think, about 20 or so minutes into the game. It was certainly halfway through the first half for a perfectly good challenge where he won the ball. And so now he's got to play 60-odd minutes on, on a yellow card, which ultimately stopped, stopped would could, I believe, would have stopped the third goal. Mm. Because the way that Mings is running to stop Azpilicueta for the third goal... Normally, he would slide in, take the ball, take the player as a proper hard challenge kind of thing, but he couldn't. And so Azpilicueta was easily able to get past him, lay it off to Lukaku, and that's 3-0. Um, and yeah, Mings didn't have the greatest of games anyway, especially with the back pass. But I think for me, that second goal was the only goal that didn't play a role with the referee. The first goal... If Jacob Ramsey wasn't already on a booking, mm-hmm. then he would have been able to tackle Kovacic high up the pitch. I feel like there's a lot of what ifs. A lot of what ifs yeah, going belly. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was just the lack of inconsistency from the referee yeah. giving us so many yellow cards for such little challenges. Getting yeah, I mean, on to I, getting on to actually, uh, sorry. Go on, <laughs> go you as a as a as a neutral, I did that's probably not the decisions. It did seem to go to the home side. You'd obviously expect better from a Premier League referee. Uh, but You'd go on as a, as a performance. Uh, what what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? The first half we played some real good stuff, and that second goal early into the second half just completely killed our momentum. In my opinion, that first half, we were the better team. We were the side on top. Um, they got a goal through a mistake, through just... We just switched there's off for nothing, about... 
we There's just nothing more off the frustrating than and... facing a keeper that's on form when you're supporting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Benjamin Mendy yeah. was just, just, he was he, just. He was, so... he was on steroids. He turned yeah, into was... prime Casillas for, for 90 yeah, minutes. And... He was, he was absolutely superb. And it's just, you kind of feel it's not going to be your day when, yeah. when I keep us having a game like that. Yeah, but overall, the performance was really solid. And it, the 3 0 was a real harsh result for me. Um, but. Yeah, it is what it is. There's plenty of positives to take from it, and hopefully we can get a win against uh, Calvert Calvert Lewinless Everton next week. We shall see. Paul Romelu Lukaku, Romeo Lukaku, um, he's been absolutely superb since coming to Premier League. Doesn't seem as if he skipped a beat at all. He's carrying on in his international form. Looks a completely different man since he was last in the Premier League. Um, I reckon he's going to finish top scorer. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's hit the ground running. I was going to say, um, if you kind of see the difference between like, obviously Villa had Watkins up front and he missed two decent chances. Definitely mm. the first one I thought was he should have scored. I think the commentator was like, he's going to score here. So that kind of tells you how easy it was. And then <laughs> you have Lukaku at the other end who's just, yeah, he just can't miss at the moment. He just seems so confident and happy. Like just so early in his career at Chelsea. Um like the second goal was just incredible. And he's one of the strikers that I think like defenders just won't know how to play against him. Um and it's it's just like completely different to how he left United. He everyone always kinda of said he was overweight, but I think at the end of it he was overweight and he was slow, slower than mm-hmm. he ever had. Oh been. he was. He wasn't very yeah. mobile at all by the time he Yeah, was and now he's just yeah, he looks a different person and yeah, I think he'll win Golden Boot up. The thing about Chelsea is they're on like like they're re-riding the crest of a wave at the moment since Tuchel mm-hmm. came in, and they will go through a sticky patch, like most teams do in a season. So, be interesting to see what happens when that when that actually does occur. But yeah, for now they're looking very good. Yeah, yeah. it looks like a happy camp at Chelsea, which isn't really typical yeah. of a Thomas Tuchel side. Um, from what I've read about him, he is super, super intense um, to sort of train with and, and work with. Uh, but everybody at Chelsea, I don't know if he's developing as a coach and, and trying sort of. Because you know you normally get three years out of Tuchel, and then he's got to move on because everybody's just snapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he is just trying to um, see Chelsea as a more long term pro- project because a lot of the players he's using, it seems to it seems to be players that he wants for the future. Like a Hudson Odoi, I think he can see being a top player in like sort of two years time. He doesn't want to see him leave. Chalaba, um, yeah, well. Chalaba as well coming into that back line. Um, Christensen is obviously a player that Tuchel he's, he's a proper Tuchel player see when I think of a Tuchel player mm. I think of a Christensen um, Thiago Silva I thought was excellent against Villa he, he blocks yeah. obviously Ollie Watkins um, uh, with, it's, it's, after he's beat the keeper um, it's, the, it's things like that that you're just like oh why it it already wasn't our day kind of thing with so late into was it Friday night Brazil mm-hmm. saying that players could play yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> what? Why today? And then you see that he's in the starting lineup. It was. It was already the the alarm bells were there. I just didn't take notice of them. <laughs> oh, to be fair, that's such a difficult task right now, Chelsea, for any side in the world. I think. Um, but I, th- yeah. I think in the first half, though, we we oh, you played very matched well. Them. We mm-hmm. we definitely yeah, yeah. matched yeah. them, and I think. Besides the besides the two goals, I think we dealt with Lukaku well as well. 
<laughs> besides the brace that he scored against us. But yeah, <laughs> that that's what Lukaku can do. He had two shots and he scored two goals. Mm-hmm. That that's why you pay ninety seven million pounds for him. I thought Kovacic yeah. was very very um, good this match as well. He's a, he's a player whose passing seems to go a wee bit under the radar. Every time I talk about him being a good player, people seem to just <laughs> disregard it. He's a top player. He, he, I thought he was absolutely excellent. His passing range is uh, something that kind of goes unnoticed, uh, in my opinion. But they, they have such a strong midfield, Chelsea. They have, such, they have depth just all over the pitch. Just honestly, yeah, one of the best outfits. They made like five changes or something yeah. like that. And it they didn't have any effect up, yeah. on them, really. An absolute class side. Um, yeah, Phil, I mean, who 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 have Villa got next, Billy? It's a real tough fixture list, these next few. We've got Everton next week, Man United away, and then Spurs as well. Difficult so indeed. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not easy. So it, the thing is, you already with four points with four games, it's, it's almost like before you know it, we could be in the relegation like area, if you know what I mean. I don't think we will get relegated. I, I think, think we've certainly got that. enough, but... It's almost like this Everton game. It's like, yeah, it's like a must-win already kind of thing. You're like, we need to win this because we've then got United and Spurs. Mm. They could quite easily turn us over. Mm. <laughs> and then it, it's after that as well. It's it doesn't get much easier. I think we've got Wolves who are playing some really good stuff. Um, and I can't remember too far after that, but yeah, it's it's getting a bit concerning, really. Yeah. And if you want to hear more about that. Uh, Billy, you new show, Total Villa, exclusive to the Total Schemers YouTube channel uh, for just now. Um, so if you want to go and watch that, you can go follow them on Twitter and subscribe to the Total Schemers YouTube channel where that show comes out. Every every sort of week you're doing it, aren't you, Billy? Yeah, I think we're going to try and do two this week, actually. Um, Lovely a stuff. Chelsea, a Chelsea preview and then an, a Chelsea review, an Everton preview. Kind Lovely of thing. stuff. Looking forward to it. Um, we next come to my sort of game of the weekend. I really enjoyed the Crystal Palace Tottenham game. Uh, it was so bizarre to see this this Palace. This this was a completely different Palace from what we've seen in the last sort of five years. An aggressive, hard tackling, forward thinking, sort of forward passing Palace. Um, Billy, what were your thoughts on the match? Just, I was surprised, to be honest with you. I, I haven't, I didn't expect Crystal Palace to have such a good start as they have had. Um, and you can really see the impact that whether it's Vieira or just I the, think players, it's Vieira. the players are having on each other. Um, I, I thought that they would get relegated this season, but they've made some fantastic signings. Anderson, as I've mentioned several times before, yeah, I think he's a fantastic centre-back. Um, and then Conor Gallagher as well, who's a player that I did rate at West Brom last season almost seems to be given that free role to kind of do what he wants and create. <laughs> I think he's had I mean. a great sort of um, break this season. He seems to have mm. um, filled out a little bit. Seems a bit stronger. Yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, he, as your sort of complete midfielder in terms of his tracking back and moving forward, he's, he's absolutely <laughs> excellent. He's absolutely excellent. He's a Chelsea player, which is worrying, uh, knowing yeah. that they've got players of that, that quality yeah. that they can just loan out. Uh, which is which is absolutely insane because he, he looks a fantastic player. 
Yeah. And then, and then you've got Dembele as well, who comes on for five minutes, gets two goals, and is projected to score about 300 goals this season. Dembele was the other striker that was good for Celtic that went away, mate. Oh, <laughs> this was I, I, I get them Edward. mixed up. Edward, that's it, yeah, yeah. French Eddie. Oh, for God's sake. You can score them anyway. I'll get I'll get names mixed up left, right, and centre at <laughs> the minute, aren't I? Dead Lineker and earlier as well. I know. <laughs> Oh, I need to give my head a wobble. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll carry on from that. Um, the quickest goal from a debut, I think, ever in Premier League history. Uh, mm. Took him just 25 seconds to get on the score sheet. Oh, Odson nice. Edward, who was a signing from Celtic uh, and my homeland. Um, yeah, he to, his first pass was um, a pass out to Zaha uh, and then he was running straight into the box and, and does a tidy wee finish. Um, yeah, not the, not the best touch, but seems to get it out from under his feet, and he has that sort of player. I've watched quite a lot. Ed, Ed Brothers, obviously, he, he he played for a long time and and in the league that that I of the country I live in. Uh, and he has his his finishing as the the complete aspect of his game. Um, if you get him within that between any tight anywhere between the sticks, he he can find a way to put the ball in the back of it as he did twice. Um, and that, that's the thing, like people were very much questioning would could he do it in the Premier League but at the end of the day the goals don't move the goals don't yeah. move if you're, if you're in the right fit and you've got the ball if you've got the technical ability to put it away and I think he showed that right away and yeah I mean Ben Teke I think is um, if he wants to keep his place at that palace I think he's got a job to do to get in ahead of this boy what do you reckon Paul have you seen much yeah. of Odyssey Edward uh, no not much but I was just looking like into him today and he's only young as well only like 23 turned 24 yeah. next year which I didn't know and then like played for PSG as well when he was younger, so I felt like he'd been at Celtic for ages. So, yeah, it's always, always four league titles. <laughs> yeah, like, that's incredible. And yeah, when uh, yeah, you always get those questions when player moves over. But yeah, obviously a great debut. He did like I don't know. He looked kind of not clumsy, but he, yeah, like you said, he's just kind of there to score the goals and mightn't really do much otherwise. But um, he's a he's a center, he's a he's a proper like traditional sort of centre forward that yeah. you think of he's, he's very much in the box as soon as he puts the, he's you can tell he's a striker as soon as he gives that ball to Zaha there's only one place he's heading and it's yeah. right between the sticks yeah. <laughs> to get to get on the end of something um, and he very much has that, that type of player how, how much did they get him for at the end was it about uh, 12 million something no like I that? think it was about 17 million I went for I'm picking okay. that so out I, other, I remember um I mean, for the past couple of years, Villa have been linked with him for forty million, mm. and I was <laughs> a player from uh, Scotland. You don't, or I personally didn't particularly value at forty million, and clearly mm-hmm. Villa didn't anyway. Whether the links were just that, is, that is crazy money for, that, for a Scottish player. One of the mill rumours, you know what I mean? But yeah, for I mean, a player from Scotland, that that is, that is very crazy if he money. Scores the goals, he knows where the goals are though. Yeah, Celtic were, I think, going to hold out for that money, but um, I think it was, a, it was a case of he very much wanted to go and he, was, he would run down his contract and he'd get nothing for him otherwise. But 17 million to, to a club in Scotland is, is quite a lot of money. Okay, um, talking a wee bit about Spurs, I thought this was by far the worst I've seen Spurs play under Nuno. I thought Harry Kane was abysmal. No touches I, in the It's the worst area. performance I've seen from Harry Kane ever, ever. Yeah. He was absolutely useless. In terms of even trying to get involved in a player... It just, it just didn't look positive at all. Spurs didn't really look positive, but all the positivity seemed to come from Lucas Moura, who just seemed to be the only one that gave a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Tanganga. <laughs> uh, obviously, he gave too much of a fuck. 
Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, bad day for Nuno at the office, Billy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't good at all, was it? Um, no, Kane, like you say, 100% the worst game of his, probably his professional career. Um, like I said, zero touches in the opponent's box all game. That that doesn't happen with Harry Kane. That he's he should be normally he is constantly having shots from inside the box, outside the box. But it, it just wasn't to be. And you've got to give credit to Crystal Palace for nullifying him like that. Um, but you mentioned Lucas Moura there. Every time he got the ball, he was looking to go forward, running through players. But like like you say, there's you can't you can't do anything if your strikers aren't in the right areas. And a lot of the time Kane was on the edge of the box instead of in the box and doing doing that defensive midfield role as well sometimes that Kane likes to do, drop dropping so deep. But yeah, um it was just a really, really poor performance from Spurs. And if they want to get Champions League football or Europa League football, they're gonna to have to book their ideas up pretty sharpish. I feel like I've seen Spurs play very well under Nuno up, in, up until this match. Um, it was a bit out there for them. Um, I will say that um, although Harry Kane had a, a very poor match, I, th- I had a team. I mean, Tanganga is a great prospect. He's, he's clearly going to be a Premier League level player, but he just can't. He, there's no reason he needs to make that challenge at all. He's just his head is he's roasting hot from the. From the from the Zaha confrontation, yeah. he just dives in a tackle, and it's exactly what Palace want because they just go on and capitalise after it, and they just turn that game on its head, and it, it's, it's Palace all the way to the end, and the fans yeah. are loving it, and it's a hostile atmosphere, yeah. and it's just yeah. everything seemed to go go wrong for Spurs on the day. I the thing with this. that, sorry, the thing with that by? tank, the thing with that Tanganga challenge for me is I was watching it back earlier on match of the day, and the ref hesitated for a good three, four, five seconds or so, almost as if he was blowing for Ayu rolling around on the floor rather than the actual challenge itself. I feel like if Ayu would have just got up and carried on, then nothing gets given there. I don't even think a foul would have been given. Um, I don't know, we'll get on to <laughs> similar kind of thing to um, Harvey Elliott maybe, but we'll get on to that in a bit, I suppose. Yeah, um, and I bet. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just it just seemed to me as if the ref hesitated for a bit and kind of waited for the player to roll around and scream. But I don't know. That's just my perception of what happened. I could be totally wrong and probably. Am. I feel yeah. like it was a yellow. <laughs> I feel it's like definitely it. a yellow. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah, like it was I, a yellow. <laughs> I, I, I agree that it's I agree that it's a yellow, but it looked like the referee hesitated to me. He probably didn't want to set him off. I mean, like no. No ref relishes sending off players apart from Mike Dean, who just I was just, just, loves I was just gonna cough He's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he loves telling players to go off the pitch. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those games. I really enjoyed that that game. I thought it was super competitive. I thought Palace were absolutely excellent. Front nice back. to see something different as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, next, we shall go to uh, the Liverpool Leeds game. Um, Liverpool absolutely excellent in this game. Uh, unfortunately, Harvey Elliott did pick up injury. Um, we obviously talk about this quite a lot in the Total Liverpool show that you can find on um, Link to Screamers. Um, we'll be talking depth about Harvey Elliott, but essentially, go ahead and talk us through the challenge, uh, Billy. Uh, it was it was uh, it was one of those. 
you know, it wasn't he wasn't trying to do Harvey any harm. It's um oh what's his name? Pascal Pascal Strike. Yeah. Yeah. Um that that goes that goes through the back of him. Um what were your thoughts, Billy? Did you think it was a sending off? Uh not for me. Not at all. I think it was just one of those challenges that in my opinion was a completely fair challenge. You had every right to go for the ball, won the ball, and it's just one of those that Harvey Elliott lands in the wrong way and gets a horrible, horrible injury, obviously yeah. wishing him the quickest of recoveries. But as a, in terms of a red card, absolutely not, in my opinion. Paul? Yeah, I hate to say it, but I agree with Billy. Um, <laughs> it was just like, just, I don't know, just because he breaks his, or breaks his ankle doesn't mean that it's a bad tackle. Because yeah. these things happen. Some people... Like you're running, you're kicking the ball, everything's happening at your feet. Like your legs are, that's going to happen to your legs. And that's why, like I've spoken to some people and they're like, you're mad playing football. Like I could never imagine playing football because your legs could get broken quite easily. Yeah. But like, and you're running at such pace. I don't think it's just because like your ankle gets mm. broken. It's a sending off. It was like that Son one. I think. Two seasons think, ago, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Andrew Gomez, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, I guess he didn't actually touch him in the end. Mm. But this one, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything dangerous about it, but... I mean, yeah, it's, he's, he's obviously just trying to do the professional foul, in my opinion, because um, Javier is sprinting away. Yeah. Um, but I'd much rather just, just tug the shot. If you want to do the professional, from a, like, a defender's point of view, just just pull the shot, it's safer. It's safer, you do the job, pull the shot, take the yellow card, because you know you're going to get a like, yellow card from professional mm. foul. I think it's a yellow, because Javier is he's breaking away in a dangerous position anyway. Yeah, but um, should, should strike come away with the ball like like he did and Harvey Elliott goes down as normal plays resumed I don't think Leeds, he was ever going to I don't think he, he didn't just get the ball though he got quite a lot of the player and he left a leg hanging as well mm. you know it wasn't a clean tackle um, it was very much you know it wasn't the cleanest of tackles I still think it was a yellow absolutely I don't think it was a clean if it was a clean tackle well, Harvey Elliott wouldn't be sitting with a broken foot <laughs> but a dislocated ankle he obviously takes some of the man um, but yeah just pull the shot <laughs> <laughs> the Italians do. <laughs> yeah, honestly, in Syria, that's what they do. If they, well, yeah, professional, just pull a shot. <laughs> so, yes, the perfect example was uh, Chiellini on Saka, wasn't it? Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely not a red card, in my opinion. Everyone's obviously entitled to their own opinions, but I've, I've for me, it, it probably wasn't a red. Just it should have just been a professional foul. Um, but I can as soon as he seen Harvey's leg, you know, his foot just sort of wobbling about. I was like, he's, he's got, he's going to go off the pitch because of the ref. But apparently VAR didn't actually even need to have a look at it because the ref was already yeah, really said him off regardless. That's what they said, wasn't it? But... Yeah. So as well as funny topic or conversation. But other than that, uh, Liverpool were absolutely excellent. Uh, I'll come to you, Paul. Um, Sadio Mane eventually got his goals. Um, Start for you. Yeah, yeah. Manny had 10 shots on target. <laughs> <laughs> I was slightly worried before the game. Um, I just, yeah, does that, I don't know. Like, the confidence in Liverpool is just drained out of me, I think, from being like so confident last season before January. Um, so, yeah, slightly worried before the game, but then they kind of controlled the whole from start to finish. Um, and yeah, it was great that Manny got the goal and Salah got his 100 goals as well. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I'm not going to get into how good he is, but I just think he's just like a little bit underrated, just a goal machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liverpool, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have won everything they have without him. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, they played very well and I don't know, 
kind of if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be slightly worried having lost to United and Liverpool in the way that they did. Not exactly. Think, yeah, I think they probably know though that just Leeds just only have one mode, don't they? They just only have one one style. Uh, and it's full on, and uh, you know if you leave space behind against Liverpool, then you're going to be punished. You're never going to come away with the points there. Um, yeah. But against against lesser opposition, it probably you know they'll do enough. I think they'll do enough this season to to, to be around that sort of mid table when they play the the sides that are around them. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're overloads and that, and the 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 players that go forward as well. And now they've added Dan James to a wee bit of they have an ability to sort of rotate just a wee touch or bring something extra on later in a game. Um, yeah, I think Leeds will be fine. I just don't think they're, they're a team that's suited to playing against the um, the bigger sides. Although we did see a, a particularly good match from them last season, I believe, when they played yeah, Man City. Yeah, true. And we, Liverpool drew with them, I think, in Allen Road 1-0. Or 2-0. Yeah, something. could have done, yeah. Sorry. Right, 2-0. Um, <clears throat> we'll come next to Brighton-Brentford. Um, Brighton carry on. Um, they're sort of good run of form, or at least playing well. Um well, you're, you're the you're the the Brighton man. You you quite rate them as a side. You, you rate Graham Potter. Uh, where can you, can you see where can you see them finishing this season? Top twelve. I've said Top it from 12. the beginning. <clears throat> so they avoid the relegation <laughs> battle altogether. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent for me. Um, it was last season. They were just so unfortunate to not put the ball in the back of the net, and it almost seems like they've got that curse, if you want to call it a curse, sorted. Um, they were the XG King, the XG Kings last season, and they're continuing like that, but also getting the goals as well, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, so yeah, I, I I said top twelve, top ten, top twelve ish around there. I think I don't know the top ten could be achievable. Um, whether it may be just that little too far for them. Um, there's a lot of good teams in the Premier League now. Yeah, whether especially they'll be able this year. To, yeah, exactly. Year. Whether they whether they're able to push into that top ten, I don't know. Which is why I said top twelve. But yeah, I, they're certainly a team to be reckoned with. Like they I were, agree with like you. they were last season as well. I think that's progress for Brighton. I think they can add uh, a few more additions if they get a solid season this season. They, they receive obviously that hundred million that you get for staying in the Premier League and sort of reinvest it as they have just in little areas. Um, I think they need a wee bit more going forward. Um, mm. I don't think Danny Welbeck's a long-term solution, although I think he will get him just... He'll be there as a rotational player. He obviously played very well in this game as well. Um, but yeah, I think um, I, that would be progress for them. I think they would consider that from, from being a championship side um, to being like just fighting relegation roughly every, every season under under Hutton to having a, a new sort of progressive manager turn over the squad that re-emerges of Shane Duffy that... I don't think anybody had seen coming. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing as well. They're doing they're doing all of this without Ben White, who we, is another one that we've spoken about several times. We think mm-hmm. he's a fantastic player. He, he is a fantastic player to go for fifty million. You've got to be a fantastic player, mm-hmm. but to do to play as well as they are without him and with a fairly old Shane Duffy, he's getting on a bit now. Is is credit to credit to the team and to the manager. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Ben White was uh, finally enjoying some um, points at Arsenal. <laughs> um, I think that's going to that's going to do us for today, boys. Um, any points before we finish up? Not for me, mate. No, lovely stuff. No. Okay, thanks very much to our listeners for tuning in, and thanks very much for our sponsor, Manscaped, for twenty percent off and free shipping. It's code Screamers twenty at the checkout. We shall see you in the next one. Cheers, bye. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.